There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. I have to tell you something I just did that was really too good and too on brand. I've been talking to you for the last few minutes, and I didn't. What, you, what were you about to do? I, I'm saving it for this. I just gave myself a ridiculous paper cut opening up. <gasps> A package, and the package is a gumball machine. <laughs> when did you order this? When you were I'm stoned? not doing great. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I guess the other day I was like really high in the way that I've been dealing with my stress lately. <laughs> this online shopping, so I bought a gumball machine for the apartment because okay. I had never seen anyone with one before. <laughs> I thought it was like a cute, fun thing. Oh my god! This tells. A I whole have to go story. get gumballs now. It really does. I mean, just gonna. <laughs> Just to don't show put, where don't I'm put at gumballs right now. in it. Put something else in it. Like what, bitch? Put little like um condoms. Ooh, little condoms. <laughs> Why not? What would I put in there if not gumballs? You'll you'll think of it, but just I think you might as well make a decision around what you put in there, and it, you might as well subvert the expectation that there would be gumballs in in it. You know. You know, I was thinking about it. I guess you could put like Skittles or M&M's in there, but that no, just no, doesn't no give me candies. that gumball flavor. No candy. What would something, go in? Something that's dispo- that disposes, but like it's something different. It's And it's not even edible. Well, you are being exactly no help. Not even <sighs> edible? 
maybe a little i'm looking around my apartment like, <laughs> looking for tchotchkes and knickknacks that i can put in my big ball honestly put put like buy a bunch of joints spend like a few hundred on joints and then put <laughs> your joints in there what that's who do you think i am ma'am ma'am excuse Pam, me you- ma'am Excuse me, ma'am. Who do you think I ma'am? am, ma'am? Madam. I, it's full circle. You bought it when you were high, and then you might as well just like have that be the regulatory thing, but it's also a it's also a decorative accessory. It's it's everything. I'm sort of flirting with getting high on the episode today. What's the highest you've been for one of our recordings? I remember when I was. I don't think I've I don't recall a time that I've been high for this. Mm. Should we do it? Never. I don't think so. I just bought these new bowls. Let's just do it. But okay, fine. Gorgeous We're gonna get bowl. stoned during the recording. I was really high for the Carly and Philbin episode too, and I was late that day, and you were mad. So that was the era when we would go to like Borum Hill, like by literally yes. right down the street from you, mm-hmm. down the street from me, and that was. I oh do God. remember that being a time in your life when you were nonstop smoking. Yeah, well, that was like that was kind of a dark period. Do you ever miss that era of like living in that area? I kind of feel like that was an iconic apartment for you. You know how like some some like you have your apartment now, but in your past, like you have like an iconic apartment that will forever be you. The apartment I'm in now is not iconic. I'm sorry to say. It's really not. Like it's I feel not. like it's like I feel like you will not be there for as long as you were in that old apartment. No, I was I was meant to leave, first of all. There's just some dark shit happening in this building. Not even in this building, on my floor, on my corner of the floor. Go into this, because when I was there one time, there was an energy. It's a bummer. It's just a bummer, because the, the people across from me, they're this hetero yeah. couple. Mm, already suspect. Already suspect. Already, already sus. Sus. It's already, already sus. 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 Across the hall, hetero couple, I, I would say in their mid-40s. I'm sure they can hear every word of this, because the walls are so thin, which leads me to sort of the story, which is the narrative, which is... <laughs> First of all, like all, I've been here like a year and like three months and change. Oh my God, wow. Throughout their entire time, they've like hosted these like, I would imagine like the energy feels very coked out. Like they just invite. Sure. It has a weird swingers vibe too, which I'm not like poo-pooing. It's just like, that's the energy. But like they bring in like at least like three other Hmm. couples, I'd say. That's sus. Once a week or once every other week. Sus, sus. That's very sus. So then they'll have they'll have these parties, and then what was especially sort of despicable was even into March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October Uh-oh. of 2020. The, the like they, they've been months. doing this. They've been doing this all pandemic, having people over, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Do you think it could be the same people again and again? Like this is truly their pod? Maybe, sure, sure, it's fine. But all I'm saying is, even in March and April, I was like, don't do that, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I would say. Well, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter now? I'm sure they're all healthy or whatever. And um, <laughs> just as long as you don't start hearing hacking coughs. Well, there's so there's this aspect of it, and they've never they've never like said hi, said hi to me in the halls. I mean, I think the 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 male has like made eye contact with me and like grinned very sort of haphazardly. He's sus. He's sus. No, but I just I just I just kind of I don't I don't I don't scowl at people. I like scowled at him. You kind of, you kind of give him this. That's yeah, exactly one of those. Like the mm, hi, mm-hmm. like, one of those. like hi, yeah, like raised eyebrow, like bigger grin than usual. Like 
Hi. Yeah, Hi. I see you. Thanks. So that's so that's one side of it. The other side of it is so that's on Fridays and Saturdays on on any given week. Or the big big time big time party days of the week. Fridays and Saturdays. Famously, it's a real culture. Big, big time, time party, party days, days of, of the week. week are Friday, Friday and Saturday. And Saturday. What roller culture is that again? Ten. Oh, um, I, I, and and so then Sunday, Monday, basically any other day that's not Friday and Saturday, which are big time party days. Um, mm-hmm. and this is when it gets dark. Okay, the most vitriolic, toxic, oh, hateful yes. shouting matches. Yeah, yeah, from the same apartment. From that same apartment, from this couple. Oh no. They've said things to each other that I don't, I couldn't, I, I tried repeating them to someone at work when I was like telling the story. I can't even like think about, oh, no. I can't even recall what they say because it's so shockingly terrible what they say to oh, each other. Oh my God, other. there's nothing worse than like hearing fights happen. Yeah. I can't, Im- I can't imagine like, you're essentially following a narrative. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of tense up and then, oh my God, two weeks ago, it just got really bad and I heard things bang against the wall. Oh no! And then truly, truly did not know what to do. And then heard heard shit like the woman saying, "Like I can't even." This is so being like, "How the fuck did you throw that at me?" Like that kind of thing. Oh my god! The, so I blew the, I blew out the mic. Um, the acting performance you just gave can only be given stop, by someone stop, who had stop. witnessed. Sure, that anyway. is crazy. Well, that is uh, now. I'm not even just saying it's sus. It's fully sus. It's fully sus. It's awful. But and if so you're the, sis, you're sus. I've been saying that for sus. years. It's a rule of culture. You have been saying that for years. We rule of culture number twenty nine. Twenty nine. If you're sis, you're sus. You're sus. <laughs> Matt's been saying that for years. So <laughs> stop, stop it. This is heavy. This is heavy. You are sus. <laughs> this is heavy. You're right. It's heavy. I don't know what the fuck to do still. And but then that night I did go down to my door person and it was like, mm-hmm. Abby, I was like, Abby, she's great. She's awesome. Abby's my favorite. I was like, Abby, I don't know what to do about this situation because I don't involve the cops. But I t- basically told her, I was like, this, the people across from me in this unit. And I've called down to them before and been like, hey, just letting you know. They're never going to do anything. They can't. And of course, and like, they're not like equipped to do anything about it really. But then, but that, Abby was very helpful. She was like, I, I can put in a note to the management company of the building. They always they- are putting in notes. It doesn't do shit. Remember the toe? Remember the toe? Do you remember when I lived in that apartment in South Brooklyn? Oh, and we lived yes, on the, the second toe. floor. And the guy downstairs whose face looked like a toe? So you have to tell the readers about the toe <laughs> while I get my vape pen. Go. Okay, so I've hit my bowl. So this is just me and you readers because Bowen has left the frame. So I'm just telling you guys. So basically, when I was living in South Brooklyn... I the first time the first apartment I was in there, uh, we were on the second floor. Great apartment. It was me, Sudi, Amanda Schechtman, Dave Mazzoni, some combination of that. So we were all living together, and we were just in our apartment one day in the living room, and we get this hateful knock on the door. And I open the door to sort of reveal a gentleman who I can only describe his face as looking like that of a human toe. This obviously took me back. This this yes, this yes. was enough to take me back in the beginning. Oh my god. And so I my eyes were very much open at this point and I opened my ears to hear him say that we were stomping, stomping in the living room and, and and that he lived below us and that we had to stop stomping and having a party. There were four people that lived there. There were four people, maybe three in the living room, and we were simply walking across, you know, the living room floor, et cetera, not stomping, doing nothing. No. So he were, we were like, okay, we're so sorry. Were you, dance- were you dancing though? No, never. And you know that 
first of all, that apartment was like footloose, no dancing. Just kidding. Right, it, right. We, we just were not dancing at that time. And I'm not really someone who like stomps around my apartment. Like I'm definitely a pacer, but it was no stomping going on. So he leaves. I tell everyone like, I guess we need to be more careful because that guy was said we were stomping. We were all just, you know, perplexed. So cut to several months of this happening. He mm-hmm. physically threatened us with violence one time. Amanda's, Amanda's boyfriend at the time, Matt, was threatened with physical violence by him, being like, if you don't stop, I'm going to stop it. And he literally said, like, he, he said something along the lines of, like, <laughs> I don't want this to come to physical blows, but it might. And we were like, are oh, you kidding? Toe? I'm telling you, Bowen, the toe was on one. That's a partner for title of that. The toe, toe was, on, was one. on one. And sis is sus. Sis is sus. And I have to say this. He then put his own surveillance camera in no. the hallway so that he could see who was coming in and out of our apartment. The camera was pointed at the door. I was like, this, is, oh. this can't be. So I go to call my landlord, who's a 90-year-old Greek man. He's dead. The landlord died. You found out he died when you called we him. We found out he was dead. Because the, 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 daughter, the daughter picked up the phone. I kid you not. So the I say, well, oh I'm God. so sorry for your loss. Someone does have to deal with this. She was like, we can't deal with it for like a month. I was like, okay, yes, take the time you need. Meanwhile, it gets worse and worse. The environment between me and the toe is getting so thick. Amanda is in hysterics. Like, Sudi could not handle it. I remember Sudi and Amanda being very perturbed. This was what, circa 2014? Dave was being very Dave about it, like, like he actually moved out. He had had it. Right. So right. he moves out. I'm there with Sudi and Amanda. And uh, we had someone just like subletting that Dave apartment. And I'm telling you, it got to the point where we had to leave because the landlord said, there's been too many complaints. I'm raising your rent in this way that only a landlord could like <laughs> make complained? sense of. complained? Would the landlord he raise He was the complaining rent? about toe, us. Toe was complaining to the landlords. The daughter- the toe was complaining to the daughter of the landlord who, let me tell you something, she might have been born into this dynasty, but she was not appropriate for the role of landlord, okay? She was more more like a dummy. This, oh. so, this, so her name was Christina, I'll never forget. And she called and I basically had to beg her to not raise the rent, telling her this was unjust, unfair. She was kicking us out of our homes and we were all being good tenants and he was just insane. He like Legally, I didn't think he was in his rights to surveil our apartment. No. Please readers, all my lawyer readers, tell me if this is like, if I'm off base here, but it felt insane. And she was like, you guys have to get kicked out of the apartment. She's, she goes like, you guys are gone. And I'll never, for, I was so mean to her. I, I hung up the phone and I said, Tell me. this has been a horrible apartment to live in. You're a horrible landlord. And I hung up the phone on <gasps> yes, her. And I just, I just heard her go, oh, like she was taken aback. And I was so, I couldn't believe I had to an adult. And I'm like, I'm 23 at the time, 22. Yeah. I got so upset because it was so unfair. Yes. And that was my first experience with injustice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was anyway, an, an, an unjust moment. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. For, I I kind of immediately regret smoking because I'm like, oh fuck, I kind of have to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I don't. I say you don't. Can I say something? You don't have to work this week because you did such an amazing job last week. Oh, wait. Truna, I'm so Truna. proud of you. Thank you. What? Wait, before we talk about this, I just want to close. I just want to close the loop on my situation, which. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Just really quick. So, I mean, something got sent to the, the management company. I, I, who knows what'll happen? But then I also went on Nextdoor 
and posted a whole thing where uh, I was like, what? Oh, you're Christina all of a sudden. Oh, is that where you can anonymously blast people you live next no, to? Well, well, that's what people do. And it's not anonymous. Like your name is on it, but people, it's just people in the neighborhood, like talking shit. It's, and a, and mm. a lot of it in my area, unfortunately is, is like, make sure you lock your car doors. Like there's 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 suspicious activity going. It's, it's I mean that's that's how that's how next door is in a lot of neighborhoods across the country. Okay, and so did you kind of take to the website seeing if someone was having an experience like yours? I I said what what should I do from people mm-hmm. who might be experienced in this? Um, so I was I was, I was looking for I, I didn't explicitly ask, but I was kind of reaching out to the social workers and to the to the people who. To the professionals. To the professionals. Did you get any anything anything back? Well, it's it was so many split things. Oh, see, they're all fools. Some people being like, "You have to call the police." That's the only way this gets resolved. Mm-hmm. And then other people being like, "No, that doesn't solve anything. That actually creates a tenser situation for for the well, people." And and then other people being like, "I'm a survivor of abuse, and nothing changed for me until someone called the police." Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Because it's, so t- it's so hard. There's no right answer. You don't want to assume that I think something needs to be done. What are you going to do? Go over there yourself and knock? At a certain point, like, I was thinking that maybe while you were talking, I was like, you know, I think that someone needs to make them aware of the fact that, like... It's all being... I don't know. This is a tough one. Well, I... You should probably call the police. No, because... <sighs> There, there are like um, domestic abuse hotlines that like I can call into, but like, but then, but see, but the, what, what all of these experts are saying and social workers were saying on Nextdoor was was something along the lines of like you kind of have to catch one of them, you oh, kind Jesus. of have to confront one of them individually and be like, hey, if you need help, let me know. But then it's mm-hmm. like I am concerned for them on a baseline level, but I also. I don't want anyone yeah. to get hurt, but it's like I don't want to. I I I have not been put well, in the position to like. Well, well, no, I'm not saying that like I would not like step in because they're despicable people. Because they broke quarantine rules, you are willing to let them devolve? No, I I mean, <laughs> I, first of all, it does not it, it does not fall on me individually to be like, hi, um, I'm gonna solve this. No, 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 no. I, I, I think, I think that what seems to be not happening is that no one is willing to be like, this is an unusual situation, and yeah. we all live in this environment, and it's becoming toxic for everyone, not just you. So, what's going on? Yeah. And I think that maybe, but I do not want, I do not want to deal with the sort of oh, you shouldn't have to deal with middle-aged cocaine energy, hetero energy of right. these people. And I'm gonna guess white. Yes, yes. Right. So, um, great. So the thing is, I think that it needs to be made more explicitly known to the people who are running your building what exactly is happening. And also, have you thought of going to other neighbors and being like, are you having this experience? Yeah, but my uh, my neighbor's next to me and I have a tense relationship because I... like. <laughs> Because I've literally like played, especially during the the SNL at home episodes when I was shooting stuff, like they like knocked on my door and like complained about the noise, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I like the walls are paper thin here. I I fucking hate this. I building. hate that. Oh my god, that's every New York apartment though. Hello, the the this, apparently the floor in that apartment that I was just talking about was made of paper. Apparently, because that toe was inflamed. That was what I was thinking too. Like I'll just like go over to them and be like, "Hi, if you guys are hearing this, like let's figure out something we can do." But anyway, 
since that big blowout where things were thrown, there hasn't been some anything quite as quite as violent as that apparently. But um, they've the parties have continued. So, but anyway, um, I'm proud of you for how you did on the show, despite the fact that you're very disrespectful to to the to the Quebecers. I feel that the accent that you did, the way you were behaving, the buffoonery. The, the sort of sketch comedy acting you were doing was very disrespectful very to everyone disrespectful. that lives in the the um, province of Quebec. You know, sketch comedy is um, dangerous. Is is it's it's supposed to be subtle and it's supposed to be <laughs> really <laughs> pared back and always accurate and <laughs> there's Wait, it's supposed to I be to completely. Ask. It's it's there's realism. real grounded realism. <laughs> I want to see more Mary Louise Parker on SNL. The most grounded um, actress we can think of. <laughs> She's very grounded. No, who's the most grounded? I'll tell you who's the most grounded. Kristen okay, yeah, you Stewart. Because she's not doing anything. Anyway. Oh? Um, girl! Um, no, but we love grounded Hashtag. actresses. Hashtag. Anyway. Um, maybe that's a rule of culture. I'll tell you who's the most grounded actress, Kristen Stewart, because she's not doing anything. <laughs> that's rule of culture number fifty nine. Of course, Bowen's not going to say it because he is, of course, DNC SNL. No, and I, of course, I, of course, I'm out here. You're a DSA um, girl. You're a DSA I'm DSA queen. hot dog. <laughs> no one owns me. No corporate entity. <laughs> right. I am owned by no conglomerate. Okay, bitch. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> what were we going to say? I was saying, was there really any blowback from the the province yes. of Quebec? Yes. What? <laughs> I got... For I people got, who don't know, Bowen did a very funny... Uh, well, explain the sketch. We did a Canadian news... A, a French-Canadian news show called Bonjour High, which I didn't realize until until after the sketch aired that there is such a con- cultural controversy around saying Bonjour High in Quebec that there is... Uh, a small movement there to codify into law that it is that it would be illegal to say Bonjour High, and that anyone what? who says Bonjour High will be like fined or something. Wait, why? I ha- I have to ask one huge question, which is why. So Bonjour High, it's like meant to sort of like be a both an English and a French greeting. I understand. No matter that. who you're si- no matter who you're talking to in Montreal or in right. Quebec. Why this is happening is because Quebec has this really fetishistic love and memory for when they were owned by the French is the is the most simplistic way I can put it. The license plate says "Je me souviens," which is "I remember," and that's saying it refers to wow. when they. It's like I remember when we were French. So they wish to be French. They wish to be French. Really, at the core of like. Quebecois cultural identity is this like it's differentiated enough to not be French culture mm-hmm. and I think there's like French Canadian pride and French Canadian culture being what it is and it being distinct but I feel like that's what this is rooted in so bonjour high this is a sort of watering Loaded. down of their rich culture and they feel it's like saying happy holidays it's like a happy holiday situation right it's like can I get more ketchup for my french fries please exactly right. I understand so it's like it's cheapening what is what they feel is a rich um, origin culture right yes yes so there's a sort of movement to sort of extract the high from it and potentially make this punishable yeah it's like <laughs> by it's- law it's um I don't know if it's technically nationalism, but it is like 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, it's it's secessionism for sure. There is this like uh, undercurrent of like a secessionist like right. Okay, gotcha. Part of look, growing up in Montreal was lovely, and I really enjoy going there now. But growing but now up in you Mon- can no longer. Now I can no longer. Now I was gonna say that also growing up in Montreal was it's one of the sort of more inflammatorily racist places to be. I would say, right? Like the kind of racism. I experienced. And now we said it. And na- no, and now we said I'm it. I'm Camille Grammer. And now, and now we, said, we it. said it. No, no, no. This is, but this is like, this is something that like people I think are willing to talk about um, and have talked about for a long time. But like my personal experience with it is that the shit that we got in Canada in Montreal specifically and Quebec specifically mm-hmm. was like, maybe if I could quantify it, like four times worse than what we got in, in Denver Whereas, like, you wow. move into the U.S., moving to the U.S., like, de- towards Asian people, like, the, the, the racism is more buried under a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quebec people are, like, very direct, very sort of just, like, efficiently spoken efficiently. people. So they'll, they'll just, like, I, like, one of the most traumatic memories I have is being, oh like, seven years old, six years old, and we just came from a dentist's appointment. Me and my sister, like, a fa- the whole family went. My parents, my sister, and I went to this dentist's appointment. And then on the drive home, we pull up to a stoplight, and then the car to the right of us, I'm sitting on the right side in the back, the car to the mm-hmm. right of us pulls up. It's these two, like, Anaïs, Geneviève, Giroux, whatever the fuck, like, French-Canadian-ass girls. And I mean that in, like... I'm, I'm there. I have to say, you say, you say that name, and you say that... You, you, I, I, I have to tell you, I'm there. I get it. Yes, I 100% yes. get her. Her. The Anaïses. Yes. The Anaïses, but, like, they're, like... What are the Long Island equivalents? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Amanda's. what are their names? Amanda's. There their, name, their names are both Amanda. Amanda T and okay. Amanda S. Amanda Tucker and Amanda Simmons. And that's what the lacrosse coach calls them, Tucker and oh Simmons. Oh my god, Tucker and Simmons. You two. You two. You two. Hey, Simmons. The only way I got I gotta say the last name. It's the only way you can tell them apart. They're always together and both named Amanda. <gasps> we have to wait, hold on. We'll, okay, we'll we'll finish this, but put a pin put in that. Put a pin in this. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details okay so anyway um anais and genevieve are like looking over at us <laughs> And then sure. they're pull, pulling back their eyes, sticking their heads out oh. of the car, pulling back their eyes, like waving their fucking faces in front of us. <sighs> and my mom, and like Kathy Park Hong writes about this in her book, Minor Feelings, and Asian American Reckoning, everyone should read it, even if you're not Asian. And this just applies to all, I think, non-white people, perhaps, is that being a child of color or being a, just a person of color is to see your parents be humiliated. Oh yeah. Is to see your parents be humiliated. And this was a this was a this was like a moment of that that I oh, so vividly shit. remember. And so so then so these girls pull their eyes back. My mom flips out mm. and starts to like curse at them and is just like f- like giving them the finger. She's I've never seen her this upset at a stranger before. And then I just got so mad too that I'm like me, the seven year old rolls down my window and I start giving like the double bird too. I love <laughs> thinking of you like this. I have to say, this is one of my favorite things is like thinking of young, indignant, upset Bowen. It, it's so oh, it's, fun it's for me. It's always been in me. I know, I know that like more that like higher high ground that you know you have. Oh, what when I have see, I don't get like that. I don't have a strong opinion either way about something unless I know your sense that of it justice is, morally, is intact. Right. Yes. Thank you. Your sense of justice. You're not morally superior. Your sense of justice is intact. And it's a leading principle for you. It's a leading principle organizing even. So hello. I, hello. 
So then, so then, and then, and then, and then I remember flipping them off and then they both laughed. Like they were both kind of shocked. Uh, like, no, 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 no. They, they were, it wasn't like a ha ha. It was like, oh my God, that kid. It was that, yeah. like, I shocked them in a way that I, that was actually very satisfying for me. Cause I'm like, oh, like one, like they didn't expect a kid, like, like the kid in the back to do this at them. These are these like two fucking like curdled ass teenage girls, like giving me the, like whatever. So I was just, I was just like able to give that energy back in some way. I mean, there's nothing, yeah. there's no equivalent thing you can say to these people. And by these right. people, I mean white Quebecois. But anyway. <laughs> Do you think that those Anaises um, are the two people, are, are amongst the people complaining about your performance? I'm guest? sure that kind of person, yes. But then meanwhile, <laughs> yes. we named Kate's character Anne-Marie after my next door neighbor, Anne-Marie Léger. And they were such a lovely family. The Légers were so lovely and so nice. And now I just got a DM from her. She's like, oh my God. She's like a lead, like she's like a lead developer at Shopify in like in Toronto, I think. And she's like, and she's posting all these cute, like she she loves to travel to her Asian countries. I love that. Oh, <laughs> And Marie and I were re- were reconnecting, and um, that was really nice. But um, anyway, yes, the Anaises and the Genevieves the Genevieves are the, are amongst the people. So there's a small group of people who are like, "What the fuck was that? That was terrible." There's some people who are like, "It wasn't funny, but it, who cares if it's accurate?" And this is me being like, "No, like it was funny. It was funny. It killed a table two weeks in a row. Whatever. Yeah, I loved it." I really liked it. This is and this is a whole different thing we can get into. But therapy. Issa was, was very, funny in it too. Issa was so funny. Oh my god, Issa! Can we talk about Issa? Uh, also, <laughs> just when she said in the beginning, "I'm the first black woman to host SNL," and they thought <laughs> she was applauded. like, "Y'all are scared." That is not true. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so such a funny, funny joke. She is so good. She was so, so good. good at the show. I know. And also, she is so fucking gorgeous oh my god stunning but also like truly so funny and like insecure i'm just like what a gorgeous like oh yeah what a gorgeous like thing that like she's made and like that's like given us so much like comfort i don't know i i, I find it to, i i approach insecure as a very comfortable show isa is an artist a true artist to me she is like an artist because she like she feels like like she's, it feels simultaneously like she's curating something that means something, but also she's following the fun for her. Yes. Like she truly is doing both those things at the same time, whereas Insecure is so much fun and like you really feel like you get to know the characters. And also it's just, it feels like there's so much like being discussed in it that's, yes. that's worth it. Like, so it's, it's both. I love Insecure. I love Insecure. Love I love it so much. She was fantastic all week. I really, I like let her know too. I like I good night. So like I mean like I kept my cool. I generally just like don't really remark on anything throughout the week. But with mm-hmm. her, I with her, I genuinely felt like, wow, wow, wow. This is crazy. Like, yeah, I she's love, I love you very so much. cool. So yeah. good. So good nights for dress. I went up. To, we like we had a moment where we were like hi, and then I just like let out, let out really quickly. I was just like, is this I don't is this gross for me for me to share? I was just like, I've just been obsessed with you for years, and I just I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that this is happening. And she was yeah, like, she, she was like, Bowen, stop! Like she was being very really sweet, and so I just that's had what, to I, let always her know. That's what I always stop. say. Bowen, stop! I always say stop. That is a very mad thing. In my eyes, you know, I wanted to continue. Ah, stop. 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 I eyes. said stop. <laughs> Bowen, stop right now. Ah. If you don't stop, I'm going to get mad. Stop. Seductrice. Stop it now. No. You better stop. And then um, the rest of the 
Quebecers are like people who are like I who like it's unremarkable. Oh. Who cares? We don't care. And then there's like a, there's like a fun little like segment of the population there that's like, oh, that was very stupid and silly, and they got it. Like, and they like get it. There's no like huge actual blowback. Well, I were, fucking like, got it. But the Montreal Gazette, which is like which used to be oh, the main no. newspaper there, I think now it's I don't know what the deal is now. Now it's maybe a it's a different Gazette. Well, some opinion writer like just railed on it, and I was like, "Oh, you just, you just oh god, it. who cares?" Literally, it's like, what is their sense of humor? They put on huge pants and a big dumb head, and they like poop in the street, and that's a whole festival. You better not for be nothing. careful. Don't you don't be careful. The, the Montreal people better not drag my friend for sense of humor, okay? Because I've seen you like flip a sausage in the air and then do a split, and then it was like an hour long show that people paid for. So okay. Fucking clowns, literally. Stop, stop it. That's my ever. I, I grew up there. Um, you know what, Bowen? I grew up. I grew up too. Okay? I grew up too. <laughs> Wait, but so I then, thought the sketch was fucking great. Thank you. But I this is this is what I want to say. Oh, we all should maybe um fucking reevaluate what we want out of. S- sketch comedy i guess i don't know it's like Bowen, no one no it was a gr- it was a few people it's no 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 it's not even that it's just any but like truly it's a thing where like the the commentary on comedy mm-hmm. i think is busted oh right now. I, I have to tell you i think we are over editorializing so fucking much it's crazy like it's i get that everyone's wild. bored and i get that it's some people's job to like sort of watch what's happening in the culture. Obviously, here we are. But um, yeah, to me, it's just like, I think it's because, and maybe this is going to be a little bit of a drag on all parties. Please. But the importance that was put on SNL in the 2008 election, I think was, in retrospect, too much. I think it was like... 2008 or 2006? 2008. 2008 I'm talking about with 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 like the the way it impacted the election of it all. Yeah. I think there's such a bloated sense of both importance and expectation that it feels sometimes like I, I was going to ask you actually what it feels like working there. And obviously you have some experience with the Andrew Yang of it all of like when they look to you for some sort of like comment and the pressure to deliver that comment in some groundbreaking way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like what where, is that? What is that like? What is that? What temperature wise? What does that feel like? I, I can only speak to it personally because I was never involved in like any internal conversation around like mm-hmm. what's the goal with like it was just really bizarre to be in those sketches, do my bad impression of him. I hate when you're saying that because this is the thing. I'm not. An, I'm not an impressionist. That is like an actual like yeah. But skill. what you were doing was not a bad impression. And this is this is this is the, literally what I'm talking about. Is that everyone's turning their eyes to it and needing it yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. historical document or the funniest thing in the world? And it's hard to be both. And so it's just like I saw the way you internalized that, and I'm like, bitch, anyone else doing an Andrew Yang on the street would never get this. Like, I just didn't get it at all. But meanwhile, like after any time I would go up and do it, like these were the darkest days of Twitter for me. Like Yang Gang people. God bless them, would like flood my fucking mentions and be like, you suck. This person should play Andrew Yang instead. Get oh that person God. to play Andrew Yang instead. The like, assuming that they know how it works really says a lot about the Yang gang, but continue. No, no, no. Well, it was just this thing. First of all, and also just the the the, the grand point on all this is that 
Andrew Yang has never been anything but like extremely kind and nice to me and like has like reached out like and has has been just a like a great guy. But the way but it, you're right it's like the expect the expectation of what happens at the show is so wildly like either over underestimated by yeah. like a viewing public. So I feel it's because people genuinely who don't know shit actually think that Tina Fey, Sarah Palin, like changed people's minds in the 2008 no, election. No. I honestly think there's people out there that think that like that. I really do. Like, and I, maybe it's a little bit like legacy leaning into it, but there is this sort of thing where I feel like there's this expectation around the show at this time mm-hmm. that's like both unfair and never going to be met. So it's like, sure, you know what I mean? I feel like 2016 was like it, it. It seemed to align with what was happening. Like between like Kate being Hillary, that being such yeah, a moment. The show seemed to really take a side because there was a correct side and there was a wrong side, and I appreciated that about it. I always do. Yeah. Is at least it's taking a side. Um, you know what I mean? But with the Andrew thing, with the Andrew Yang thing, it's like I had that layer, and then I had the layer of you're not writing his jokes well, as if I'm the one who is like writing the joke. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to throw the actual writers under the bus, but I I would have, I would, I was pitching like two or three things for each of the two lines that I would have in those debate sketches. And then it was like, wow, you suck. And like, you're the reason why MSNBC is planning against Andrew Yang to cut his time in the, in the debates. And that is somehow your thing. So I was somehow complicit in that. And then it was this thing where, like, you know, I was purposely throwing the impression or something, and then... Oh, my God! That is such a walk! But my my thing is, like, wait, I'm up there with Larry David, yeah. Kate, like, Dratch, Maya, Fred Armisen. Like, I'm not going to get... They're going to cut to me mm-hmm. twice, no matter what. Right. There's, like... 12 other legends on this stage. <laughs> yeah. And I just started this fucking job like a month ago. Yeah. So I just think it sucks that this is it, what you just said is not the number one narrative around that experience for you. That's, I think what sucks. And that is the, that is the social media fucking devil. Mm-hmm. And it's the public needing something that they're never going to get by just demanding more. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I don't even really know what my take is on this. I'm just kind of dumbstruck by it. Like, to hear that people were upset about the Montreal sketch, I'm like, y'all, we are commenting too much. Too much! This is the point I'm trying to make about the commentary on comedy, and maybe even, so. but specifically, the commenting around SNL Mm -hmm. is that it's like, hmm, well, this was a this was a bad week and it seems like they're just sort of dusting off the cobwebs because corn, the quarantine shows were blah, blah. It's like there is like it's news, like it's news, like how, how SNL did that week. (laughs) But it's this thing where it's like, like the sort of, and this is something that I'm trying to disengage from, but like I'll lightly follow like the sort of commentary timeline of the night from the, from the night before on a Sunday, a lot of people commenting will be like, God, who let this pitch pass and like really this made it past the table and blah, blah. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You think that something, that a funny idea executed no matter how many times or how few times will always stick the landing whenever it makes it to air? No. Yeah. The 
sort of deciding factor is always the audience. And what happened this week was the air audience was fucking dead. Yeah. And that's just what happens. And that's not, that's not like, I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying this is just what happens sometimes. And it's, and they're all wearing masks and there's a fucking pandemic and they're indoors and who knows what, they don't know what the ventilation system is. So maybe yeah, it's tense. weird. It's it's like, it's, it's just weird atmosphere. to begin with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but I just know this is what I, I'm saying. We should, we should just figure out, maybe recalibrate what we want to get out of a sketch at all where it's like <laughs> we're not we're not trying to impart these unexcavated truths to you sometimes it's right. just so we can do a fucking <laughs> silly voice i and, know and build build like a new show sketch around like it. ultimately like if someone had to put on a wig to do it you can't take it seriously and that's a rule of culture it's rule of culture number 64 if someone, if someone put, someone a, wig put a wig on, on to, it, do it, to do it you can't, you can't take, take it seriously, it seriously which <laughs> Which excludes Nicole Kidman from Big Little Lies because she did of not course, wear a wig. Of course, you must take that. No, she did wear. Come on, Mama. She, she was she wearing wear a wig, wig on wig. <laughs> she is a liar. If not, we need to get Nicole on the pod. We need because to get I'm going to sit her down there here in the Zoom and say, "Bitch, you didn't wear a wig in Big Little Lies," and she'd be like, "No, of course I did." That's my <laughs> my Australian accent. That's See? your. This put me on SNL. No one will even watch the sketches. You have, so oh my God, no. We have to do the Adele impression again. I'm obsessed with the Adele impression. I love you. I think you're so funny. You always hold me laughing. I feel like Adele's going to go up to Bowen and say, sorry, Doug, engineer, I'm going to blow it up because I am me. Okay, this is what Adele's going to say to Bowen. Oh my God, I love you. You always have me laughing. You have me laughing, this one. Oh my God, that one sketch you did last week. I'm so funny. Hi, I'm Adele. I'm hosting SNL this week with musical guest her. Not she, her. I can't, I can't do, I can't do Cockney that well. Why didn't you let me be, do my impression of her? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, let's start over. I'll start over. Hi, I'm Adele. I'm hosting SNL this week with musical guest her. That's your name, right? Her? Yes. And that was up. a very, see, and that's that how you do a responsible her. impression. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be like oh my there's there's i just want to say just this is the last thing i'll say about the andrea but there's one guy i mm-hmm. and he seems lovely and he actually he 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 wants to always make it clear to me and that he just he cares for me he wants me to do better but he uh-huh. said he's been, he's been saying this for over a year now he goes he i'm sure he'd be so fun to meet in person oh yeah i bet he looks cool um he <laughs> we're so stoned. He um he'll always say if if you just spend a couple of minutes watching his interviews and studying his mannerisms, maybe you'll get it. And I'm like, oh god. Um, you don't like. I'm like, don't don't worry about it. Don't you don't have to give me process notes, babe. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, Wait, I wanted to tell you. Um, right before we we got on here, I watched the Black Pick documentary. I started it. And what you were talking about re-racism in Quebec. Oh, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, it made me think of what those girls Jenny, must have gone through in Australia and New Zealand. I, and I forget. I was thinking actually about Summer Heights High and how... It, and just Chris Lilly's work in general. Yeah, like there's a lot of racist stuff towards Asians. A lot. Yeah. As, fu- as hilarious as he is, like he did some... And he, I'm sure he would call himself equal opportunity but no it was like explicitly anti-asian and i think he would say he was making fun of racist people but the young man was in 
yellow face and like really laying it on thick. Um, he kind of got like actually canceled over the summer, didn't he? Yeah, so, I mean, listen, if there was going to be a cancel spree, he was going to be on the list. Right. And let's not leave out the blackface. Um, oh, no. I'm too. just saying, like, I was thinking about it because that show so explicitly, like, displays a racism towards Asian people. I, I'm just saying I learned from you and Joel that Australia actually is extremely racist. Yes. Which I did not know. And then when I saw that she was from there, I thought, oh, she probably has got, like, right. a whole life's full of experiences with racism it's um it's it's the kind of like there's an anti-immigration sentiment there around like towards asian people where it's like um they're taking our jobs that kind of thing with the chris lily of it all it's like it, it doesn't even fall completely on him he's just an example of this culture this comedy culture that or, or a sensibility that makes it like tolerable to like actually be like explicitly anti-asian and actually it's like shit that like even like you know and I'm 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 comfortable saying this that mm-hmm. even like your Sarah Silverman's haven't really owned up to exactly you know yeah. you know what I'm saying and, and as and as wonderful as Sarah is and I mean she's like one of my fucking heroes but like of course anytime, anytime you'd watch Jesus's magic anytime I would watch Jesus's magic and she like went on and on about she's not afraid to say chink but it's because she's not afraid of Asian people it's like oh like that like watching that developing into like a comedic voice for me I was just like well that fucking sucks but you just have to swallow that and move forward that is the culture that like allows for that shit to happen um, but anyway as, as wonderful as Sarah is and as like you know she's on the right side of things now and she like is consciously like being sort of just but I would hope that someday she owns that addresses that part has of she not I don't think she ever has well yeah that's Anyway, um, you know, and it's like we've seen people we've seen people get really right to the coals over tweets that say that very same thing. So yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was watching the documentary and yes. that part came up, and so I I remembered when you guys told me that it was so different or not different, but so much more blatant in Australia. Right, right, and that's the thing too. Like, I think back on my like my parents being there and like they experienced that firsthand i never had to i don't think my sister remembers Mm. um that much of it so i feel like my parents have just like gone to these places that like in some way like didn't want them right which is very weird and unsettling it's it's that thing too of like when you watch your parent have to deal with that Mm -hmm. and another thing that bucks in your brain is that your parents are the safest most controlled, yes, yes. smartest people that could handle any situation. You just have to look to them. So to look to them as a child and watch them I get know. upset, it made you get upset. You know what yes. I mean? Like, and that that is something that is formative. So it is sort of, you know, you had Absolutely. a response to that. Absolutely. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. I want to talk about this is the Amanda culture of it all. Oh, okay. We're vis- we're <laughs> and, revisiting. But when you were when you when you were doing the, your impression, your very well researched impression of a lacrosse coach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I walked into this Zoom to a conversation that Matt was having with the whole the whole crew to Doug, oh, to hot Jesus. engineer Doug, to hot head of content Hans, to hot producer hot. <laughs> they EP, are. They were Anna. and they were looking really good today. I mean, Hans. All is, three of them looked good, like a fine wine, better by the day. Hans Hans's facial hair length is really good right now. It's really really working. Heartthrob. And he says he LOL. says LOL in the chat. I think he's just. I think he's uncomfortable. I think that he's just sort of laughing because he doesn't feel like doesn't he feel doesn't know it's like it's like an Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway Princess Diaries you know that movie Anne Hathaway Princess Diaries that movie when Anne sort of Princess like Diaries. she doesn't know she's gorgeous the whole time yeah that's yeah. sort of the energy that's sort of the energy Hans yeah. is giving us Princess Diaries um, yeah. he says I can't drop emojis but it would be red face emoji oh oh um, so anyway yeah I was talking to them about baseball and. Hearing you talk about your athletic career, saying that you had a 600 <laughs> batting average because you were bunter. You said you were the wow. best bunter, the best bunter in Babylon. Well, this began because 
Hans asked if I was a baseball fan because I have my Dodgers hat on. And I said, I mean, I'll go to the gay days. You should have asked me in the late 90s. In the late 90s, I was like a massive, like crazy Mets fan. Like, and uh-huh. it ended like you did love the, the Mets. Millennium. Oh my God. I was you obsessed a whole with sketch them, about I- David Wright. Yes, I did when I was in college. Oh my God, when I was in college, I did. That was my first like good sketch I wrote. It's an amazing sketch. It's such a well-written sketch. That was when I knew I was like, Matt Rogers, wow, that guy can really write a fucking sketch and, and drive oh, it and lead kind. it. Oh, that's kind. That's very kind. Um, but anyway, I um like I, I was wearing this Dodgers hat and I told him I was like, the Dodgers were big for me because that's where we got our crown jewel. That's where the mic. That's where Mike Piazza came from, from the Mets. And we got on this whole tangent about whether I played baseball. And it's true. I was a center fielder and was a leadoff hitter. And I would bunt every single time I had a net bat. And I had an average of about 600. And I was the stolen base leader in my league, as well as the runs leader in my league, because I was so fast. Leader. And then I, I was the leader. And I, I, my batting average was crazy high. And then eventually, like eventually, like the third baseman and all the other team, every time I would come up, they would bring their third baseman all the way up to get my bunts. But bitch, I was still too fast. Oh my I was running God. around the bases. And then I quit to run track. And track, track was a positive experience for you. Very for positive. Part. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It was because the track kids, the track kids just have their like community. A track kids are a community. But and the vibe also they were is cool. Fun. Yes. But they're fun and cool and, and funny and cute. Here's the thing about cross country kids and track kids. And I hope this is still the case, but they were the people that I learned like cool music from. Like mm. they, they, they liked Queen. Like, like fucking on <laughs> football buses. I don't think they were singing Bohemian Rhapsody. I really no. don't. I think they were singing like, I don't know. Maybe their pump up song was something different. Maybe we got some "We Will Rock You" in there, but that was as queeny as it got right. on the football buses. On "We Will Rock You" was actually bus, a mask. It, 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 it's an exception in the. It's an anomaly in the Queen discovery. It was him doing "Mass Dragon." We love. Yeah. We are the champions. Oh, we yes, are the of champions. Course. There's yes, a lot yes. of sort of you know hetero-ish songs, but really they're just. I mean, there's no gayer song than we are the champions um if you really think about it but anyway um the icon of cross country is this guy steve prefontaine and he was sort of like he was a guy with long hair hippie like you got the sense that maybe he smoked weed even though he was like a psycho runner he was just one of the best cross country athletes of all time and he died tragically very young but he was like an iconic college cross country athlete there's actually two movies about him there's one called Without Limits and it has Jared Leto and there's one called Prefontaine and it has Billy Crudup or I could be mixing it up but there's two good movies about this guy and they're both mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should check them out but what I'm saying is there's like a more like sort of queer like whatever sensibility with cross country and track because you're kind of doing the gay sport because you're not using your hands and you're not throwing balls. You know what I mean? I love you're not like slamming into people. And the people were cool, and they, and they were smart. And casual. I, I had like friends. They're casual. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They're not aggro in that way. That, and also, yeah. the thing is, like on cross country and track, you're really it's really an individual sport. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're not relying on each other takes the pressure off in a way. Like yes. I would always get so anxious when I was going to play a team sport because oh yeah, I was pretty aware Forget that it. I was the only gay person there and like if you messed up it meant more than you let the team down it meant like you weren't a man you know what i mean so yeah oh god whenever i still to this day sometimes when i hear when i start to smell in new york spring in the air i still have like this crazy anxiety which i talked about last week on the pod 
I have this insane anxiety because baseball season is starting. Literally wow. still to this day, it happens. Like I have a sense memory. Powerful. Powerful. It's so, it's so weird. But yes, that's how I have the lived in um, character of lacrosse coach inside me. My dad has coach energy, always has. But this is um this is a mask energy that I think Matt is Matt very, very selectively pulls out, I think, as well. Well, can I say something about it? You know what's interesting? Yes. Like the the response to hot dog has been like so wow, you're the gayest person ever. I love uh-huh, the show is so uh-huh. gay. Like I love the faggotry, like you go girl, like you're so gay, you're gay. <laughs> that there's a little part of me that comes from Long Island and was this kid that's kind of like, oh, I hope it's not turning people off. I hope they're not saying it in a bad way. I hope I'm not annoying. And the, it, I don't know. I think that I do have a complex with that. I have a complex with being like gay and annoying, which I guess is pretty unfortunate because I am. But um, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's not it's an hard. individual thing. It's not an individual thing. It's like a sociocultural thing where like exactly you- it's. Yeah, I've just yes. been cultured. A part of me that still lives that I've almost killed. He's almost dead, but <gasps> still believes that be acting that gay is like like delegitimizes you in a way. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just my damage. I'll be very honest about. I'm sure we all have it's, some. It element truly of it. is. It truly is nobody's business. Like, and I, I mm-hmm. okay, so I so I like tweeted a bunch of shit on Sunday after the Gazette posted their thing, and I was like, guys, it's literally so we can just do silly voices. You, God, you people are so annoying, LOL. Yeah. And I left that up, and it, I was just like, I, this is actually how I feel. I don't care if it's like, I don't care if this is like me like sort of taking the bait or whatever. And then I mm-hmm. tweeted a bunch of things, and then I was in a salty tweet storm where I was like, a salty tweet storm! Oh my God, that's good. Coming to the stage, salty, salty tweet, tweet storm! Salty tweet storm! I was just like, to the people who are happy that I didn't play a faggot this week... Mm. But I wasn't a faggot on TV this week. Like, <laughs> your face looks like olive loaf, bitch. Like, I don't <laughs> care what you have to say. And then Patia's Fantasy World, this meme account on Instagram, posted this funny thing that made me laugh, which was, um, who the fuck y'all think y'all are? And then, it, and then it's an image of following 2,720 followers, like 14. And I'm just like, yeah, like, this is the energy that I get a lot. Yeah, 100%. These people who, like practically don't exist on the internet do you want to go get that wait you guys i have a package oh okay 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 matt's gonna go get his package um sorry we're getting real okay so this is just me and you reader we're getting really real this episode and i hope you're along for the ride yeah this is just us very sort of candidly talking about things i don't think i don't think matt and i had have had a discussion like this in a while um what's the package should i open it sure this is like a very sort of like the the listeners, the readers rather, are really sort of like in our living rooms. I was just telling readers that I feel like this is a very real episode. I mean, why not, right? Burn the why world. Not? Think about everything that is going on in life. You wouldn't want to not say all these truths, you know? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just okay. opening a opening a box with a with a um what do you call this? A plastic knife. A plastic butter knife. All right. It, I'll tell you what it is. It's Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. Isn't that crazy? Literally, you've been saying for me to get this on this pod, and now I get it on the pod. Ever since Taylor Trench, Taylor Trench and I told you to get this. Ms. Taylor, I miss her. I miss her. She's so funny. I know that the audio, the the meaning of Mariah Carey audiobook is without peer, but Gia herself does a very good audiobook of Trick Mirror. 
Well, then maybe I'll do with this book what I did with Mariah's book, which is I'll actually read it while I listen to it to get a full immersive experience. I tried that with Mariah's book and I really enjoyed it. I really liked that experience. Anyway, no, I just, my salty tweet storm was just like these people who like the people who are like telling you to like be more, to be less femme or the the silent lizard part of you that's telling you Mm -hmm. to be less femme is just like enlarged in these other people who are saying like, like I get this shit all the time where it's like Bowen Bowen stop like Bowen's being so like fey or whatever and I'm just like or Bowen better stop doing that gay voice. I'm like, sorry, bitch. Wait, who that's do you my get those voice. notes from? Just the public. Just just commenters, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, oh no, that's my voice, honey. Yeah, that's another thing. Is it's like it's like it's funny because I thought what I was doing on Hot Top was like me at like an eight. Oh, I feel like I'm toned down. Yeah, yes. oh my god, same. But literally with every time I'm ever on tape for anything. And any casting director ever encounters me, they're always like, okay, you know what? You can just throw it away. And I'm always like, it's such a drag. It's like when it's like when our producers sent me this pop filter. It's such a drag, but they don't Ooh, know. Don't they don't no, know this don't is naturally me at a ten. No, it's true. You know what? I'm coming for them. And they're they're right here in the Zoom and they know who they are. I'm actually really thankful that you guys sent me it was Doug. a pop filter. It was Doug. I knew it was Doug. I'm actually really happy I have this pop filter now for a little voiceover things, which I do. <gasps> no, Sorry, it was Hans. I do. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You, it is good for voiceover stuff. Oh, it was Hans. There's so, there's such trickery going on. <sighs> I, have to, I have to say something. What? I can no longer hold in my I don't think so, honey. I actually was going to run by you doing it first thing. Oh, my God. We're already an hour in. Well, this wow. is the thing, bitch. No, no, no. I'm not saying we're doing the I don't think so, honey, now. I'm I'm saying that I, I literally wanted to come to the episode today starting with this because I wanted to provoke a discussion. Oh, I, my God. Because okay. I think I there needs to be this. truth. There needs to be truth speaking into the atmosphere, and it might need to be expanded on. Okay, I love... We've never done this before. No, we're doing an okay. early I don't think so, honey. Early... Does this... Can, should I... Can I wait? Can mine wait until the end? Uh, yeah, because it's gonna have to anyway. Because, okay. like I said, it's gonna provoke a discussion, okay. which takes time. You're that. Certain. You know, it's actually rule of culture number sixty six. Discussions, discussions take time. They take time. They take time. Discussions. This is Matt Rogers. Oh my this god! Is Matt wait, what is your background? Your phone. What is that? <laughs> this, what is all that? This is this is little art- ghosts? This is an artist, Unagaba. He just oh does these God. little illustrations of people with their phones. Isn't that cute? I want that. That's really cute. They're sold out. Oh. oh. Bowen told me the other day to go to the store and get Sunday cologne by Beredo. And I marched right up to the saleswoman and I said, I'd like Sunday cologne by Beredo. And uh, she was like, oh, yep. And everyone in the store looked for it. It was nowhere to be found. They told me it was discontinued. Just kidding. No, it's not. You can buy it online. But I don't know what was going on in that store that day. But where did you smell? But you said that you had smelled it at first. Well, they had a display out on the table. Oh, I was, and then, and then, then it was not in the entire store. And then someone who, quote unquote, really knew fragrances said that it was said it was discontinued. And then I was like, No, that's a lie. Yeah, well, I knew, I kind of knew it was, and I was like, I don't think these women know what they're doing, and so I won't say where it was. I went online, and it was like, yeah, very much on sale. So anyway, I, I just bought mine like two weeks ago. It's so good. I can't it's wait for it to come. One of my favorites. Okay, here we go. All right, so here we go. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Anyone outside of Disneyland protesting that they oh. open. You need to go home and draw a picture. Bitch, 
I don't think so, honey, that you are out here on what is a Monday, it's a work day, at least pretend something's going on, to be protesting the Disneyland is not open during COVID. I don't think so, honey, that any of you have even been to another protest in your life. And if that's true, if this is your first protest, mommy, daddy... I don't think so, honey. You can ride the Matterhorn later, bitch. Also, you've probably done it upwards of 30 times. I don't think so, honey, that you haven't figured out you could just fly to Orlando, you dumb bitch, if you want to go to Disney World so bad right now, it's better anyway. And risk death. And risk death. I don't think so, honey, that you need this this bad. It reflects poorly on me. Someone who said they're a part of your community and now must rescind my membership. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. This is we've established this on the podcast before. You are not a Disney gay. I'm a universal faggot. But you're but you're not even like a, and that is the better one of the two to be to sort of identify to align your identity with. Yeah, it means you're but, much cooler. <laughs> but you're all. <laughs> but you're also but you're you're also not even that fanatical about it. No, to it means some of you're these kind of laissez-faire about the whole thing. Well, no, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When people drag Disney people, I kind of assume they're talking about someone like me who no, goes a few times a year to Disneyland you. because I have an annual pass just to have fun, whatever. No, I go, I get very high, I drink, I do rides. I think it's cute. I'm not going four and times a, a month. Shirt. And a matching shirt and clothes. I can't believe the people with clothes. And I also cannot believe that there is a breed of person who exists that is protesting in Anaheim right now that it's not open. <laughs> that is a very sick disease. And if you like Eminem or one of these people, I am willing to pay a scholarship. I'll say again. Oh my God. I want a scholarship at Islip High School where I went to school, which is $600 to the student who seems like they might protest at Disneyland during COVID. Help that child. Help him. Help him. He's There's a good in him. If that child at Islip High School has expressed an interest in solidarity, <laughs> or has expressed solidarity with the protest. You <laughs> must give him this money. Please, I'm sending it. I'm sending the money. I'm sending the money because that kid needs help. He's very sick. And it's not funny. These kids shouldn't be going oh out God. into the world. They should be getting rehabilitated. That when we, it, It's up to us. To get oh them the help God. they need. There's people protesting outside Disneyland saying, saying, start the magic. I mean, it's really, it's no, really dark. Uh, no, Bowen, not start Bowen. the magic. It's like reignite the magic. <laughs> it's like reignite it's the, the magic. We are wallowing in the swamp of humanity. I'm telling you. Some fucking idiot drew Tinkerbell sprinkling pixie dust and being like, oh Honey, no. Let, like, you can fly, you can fly. Let me tell you something. There is a part of me who, that does want to fly to Orlando, but I know no, no, that man. it can wait. I know it can wait. This is okay. So, can you give us any more background on what's happening? Like, when did they start? I How mean, did you hear it's about not this? the what first you know? day of the protests. I just know that I saw on Twitter, it, and this also bothered me because people were tagging me in it, and I'm like, no, no, no. It's important that you know. I would never in my life be protesting outside the park. Also, it's so funny to me that they're dressed as if they might come and be like, you guys are right. It's time! And just let them in like little gay fish so that they can go on mm. the, the, the mad tea party. Hun, darling. Think about what you are protesting, which is to 
I just couldn't believe it. Go against a, a public health protocol, one. Two, want the invisible hand and forces of the free market to work in full swing again so that you can pay your dollars to this, like, capitalist class monstrosity of a company. We love Disney, but that's what they are. Yeah. And we don't even love Disney. We love Disney as much as a human being can love a corporation. <laughs> as, 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 as much as someone, people who have developed class consciousness can love a corporation, okay? Oh my so God. these people are just lost, wayward souls. Lost and confused And souls. confused souls. All so that sad, and so true. Go home, draw a picture. Draw a picture. A picture. Do a puzzle, you know? Like, oh my God. play hide and go seek with a few of your, pr- your friends in your pod. There's th- ways to revisit your inner child. There is. There is. There is. There or, is. Or grow up. <laughs> or, 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 or. It's wow. the mat scream. What? I, I just, I couldn't fathom the protesting. And I was like, I, I, do you agree with me? They yes. haven't been. So, they did not protest. No, that is they their didn't. first protest. If they had, if they had joined in protest with actual oppressed peoples at any point in their lives, they would know that this is not there. There is no transference in 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 this in this way, or whatever the term is. Like there, there's no analog to Disney Disney not being open being the same kind of oppression as something systemic. Ooh. <laughs> That's wait. I need to look this up. Disneyland protests. You should look it up. You should definitely watch it, and maybe I will too. Tell we'll go the guards go- to open the gates. They you tell say. the guards to open up the gate. <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> wait, I'm pulling it up too. It's no, so funny. This is terrible. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I know. Bring back the magic. Oh my god! Not on the fucking. Let's read some of these signs. Wait, we got to read some of these signs. Um, Okay. Let me in. Let me in. Oh, my God. That's not even a joke. It's just let me in. Let me in. (laughs) No, Matt, not all these are going to be. They're not all going to be clever. You're right. I I don't know why I assumed they'd be good satire. Oh, my God. No, these people. Oh, my God. Okay. I I, I guess I've run out of... um, photos but this is this is just beyond yeah it's really crazy anyway um, okay that was a beautiful i don't think so honey no but this i think this is very important i just could i had to speak out as someone who's public about being part of the community i felt like it was my it was my duty to come out and say i do not endorse this and i think it's wrong and even though you are sort of trying to distance yourself from the community i would imagine that a majority of the community would not support what these people are doing. No, I think they agree with me, even though the, I would say the the radicals in the party would consider me really a Mitt Romney type, I guess, at this point. A, a centrist. I'm sort of defecting from them and saying, oh, I do yes. not condone morally what is happening. Sorry to talk about her and, and what, the law school. No, no, no. When, and when we say like the t-shirt wearing, like the, the blah, blah wearing people, like and we're, that's not meant to be pejorative. That's just, that's a type of Disney gay that Matt and I are not. Right. We we love it, but and I also should say I'm going to take back the Romney thing cuz I just remembered our guest next week is Ann Romney. So Ann oh, Romney's yes. coming on Los Culturistas and that'll be really fun. I get to talk that'll to her. That'll be really funny. We should have we should have Megan McCain on. Uh what if what if we had her on and we both were like 
fucking love her, actually. Just kidding, we wouldn't. I, I would want to make him back. <laughs> Engineer Doug just said yes. yes. The most excited he's gotten all episode is to the suggestion of Megan McCain being a guest. I want to I want to make a bet to the audience what? and to the public that we invite Megan McCain on. And <laughs> if if we if she and this is a challenge to her, like she would know this coming in. Mm-hmm. If she's able to charm us in whatever if she's able to to get us to say Oh, you know, you know what? We actually really liked her. Um, then you and I have to kill ourselves. <laughs> I think that I think that should be the setup. That feels like the. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with it. Does that does that make sense though? It tracks for if, me. If, I'm if ready. She, if she if she charms us. Enough, but if she comes out and it's charmless, we get to continue to live. Yes, but then then and she gets and then and then she gets um ten thousand Bra- dollars bragging rights. <laughs> bragging rights. She gets and she gets the podcast. Well, she, she gets, gets the- to then 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 it becomes Last Call Recess with Megan McCann and Abby Huntsman, who I have been saying that Megan is the Bowen and I'm the Abby. No! I've been I've been saying that no. and you are you are the You're Megan the and Megan I'm the Abby bitch. no the bitch Megan. you are I'm Megan Abby my dad is my dad You're always like Mandarin my father Chinese. my father yeah, well, and Abby Huntsman says my father, my father just as much. You're always like well, my father, my father coached no, baseball. Can I tell you something? Football. You are Megan. You are. <laughs> you are. You are. Period. And you want to? Well, I am the one that loves housewives. Hmm. No, here's how you're Megan. You've been on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She's an iconic guest of that show. A little bit too frequent, if you ask me. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, but I would say here's the thing the invitation is out to Megan McCain to be on the show. We will keep you guys updated. Uh, we've, this is our official invite to her to be on the show. And I actually think if everyone came with an open mind and was cool, we might be able to have a nice time. But I doubt that that would be the case ever. Well, that, I mean, I'm happy she's invited. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy she's invited too. You know what I'm going to watch tonight? What? <laughs> the Bachelorette. Oh, good luck. I mean, I just don't, I never have the time for, for The Bachelor. Brag. Ugh. No, I'm just saying. Wait, like, can I, we just I don't for a have second. the attention span. What? Can we set up the fact that Adele is going to be on SNL? Yes. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yes. Very. We'll oh see. my God, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> um, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's time, right? Is it time for your episode? I have no idea what I'm going to do. I really don't. Well, oh God. Bowen. what no we, what we just got it we just got an email anyway um what wait i can't oh, we just got yeah, an email yeah, yeah. we just got an email <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah, okay yeah. wait wait wait. <laughs> this is bowen yang's i don't think so honey and this time starts now i don't think so honey <laughs> earnest ass emails okay <laughs> call me up for coffee even in a pandemic, I would rather get coffee with you than have to field some crazy ask. From <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I, I just am. I'm mentally, I'm mm. not there to to sort of offer myself because it, it, there is some. What is what is that process? Right. I feel like I have to like. Oh. Give myself over to read something that's like more than two paragraphs in an email. 
And I feel like I don't know that I can allocate that psychic energy to that part of my life anymore. I think we need to figure out a new solution for when you have like a serious, like meaty ask to, 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 to for, towards someone. Five seconds. And it, it can no longer be in emails. I'm so sorry. Find another way. And that's one minute. Okay, so here's a question for you. Two questions. Yeah. One, what's worse? And having to read an email that is very long and earnest or someone in person kind of forcing a, a personal moment with you? The, the in person is always terrible. I'm just saying it can't be in person and it can't be emails. It has to be <laughs> over text. It has to, it has to be over. No, I don't even know. I'm just. Um, Do you remember? I, this is the second part of my question. Do you remember the thing I wrote for Popperlet, which was yes, the email, which I would, was, <laughs> and I and I think about it all the time. And it's that's another incredible sketch. Um, it's called Show Email. <laughs> it was just. It literally. It was just. So, can you can we pull it up? Oh my god! I I guess we could, and then we could actually play the song. The song was the whole part of it. The song was okay. Wow! I can't believe this is happening. Oh, I have show email. I have show email. You do? Yeah. Send it to me. Okay. So okay, and oh, the song is. Can you guess? Do you remember? It's "Dare You to Move" by Switchfoot. It's "Dare You to Move" by Switchfoot. <laughs> um, so this. <laughs> okay. Are you sending? I'm sending. I feel it's only right that I perform it. Yeah, I mean, it's you wrote it for the entire cast, but you you should read the whole thing. Okay, wait, did I get it? Okay, yes, got it. Okay, <laughs> okay ready? Are you playing the song? Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. I hope this email finds you well. I just want to tell you that I have some exciting new projects coming up. On Tuesday, October 7th, I'm beginning rehearsals for a show at BAM Adjacent, a theater adjacent to BAM that promises to be one of the biggest artistic challenges of my life. It's a punk rock cabaret that tells the story of Macbeth using actors, sets, and a director. Please come if you can. I'm really excited about it. On Friday, October 14th, I will be telling stories at a storytelling show for storytellers in a park. I will be telling a story about the first time I masturbated at age 23. I'm really excited about it. I'm also going to be releasing a comedy video in late November with some collaborators from my comedy troupe, Ass Dick. That's Ass Dick, A-S-S-D-I-C-K. Keep your eyes open for that. I'm really excited about it. Finally, I'm excited to announce that I'll be having a party for the debut of my Facebook status about my Kickstarter for the new web series I'm developing with my roommate about roommates who are making a web series but can't decide on how to promote their Kickstarter. I'm really, really, really excited about it. I can't wait to see you at all these adventures. Yours in love and light. (laughs) And it's everyone's name in the group. I think it holds up, uh, but like, look, this is from. It's fine. It's very funny, but I mean, the present, the, the way we presented <gasps> it, that show was very, yeah. was very funny. <laughs> like, like the most <laughs> bloated, <laughs> like theater troupe in the world. Wait, but Ooh. what year was this? This is from 2014. Um, wow, yeah, six, six years, years ago. ago. I probably I wrote it seven years ago. So, just so you know, these kind of pervasive emails about what people have going on have been have been going on. Have been going on, you know, for far too long is what I'm saying. I just love when someone writes a very long email that's about 
that's about like nothing, nothing, and they expect you to read every word of it. They just shouldn't be that long. That's all. No, Th- that's right. that's all. Just like or or link to a longer thing. You know what I mean? I just it's 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 funny to get the emails anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. So that was my. I don't think so, honey. I feel like we had a really just dis- good discussion out of that. Yeah, we really did. We really. This did. has been. We we really are sort of experimenting with this episode. I really enjoyed it. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be over. I know it doesn't have to be over. I don't know why I'm. I I, I don't. I don't mean to. No, 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 to no, pump no, no. The brakes. No, I'm not saying that you were. Can we not fight? We're, can we not fight? I'm sorry. When's the last time we fought? Fought. <laughs> mm. Was it? Oh, you know what? I remember the last time you got irritated with me. Do you remember? I remember a big blowout fight between me, you, and Sudi was in Palm Springs. That was definitely one big, really big fight. That was a big one. And what was the theory? What was the thesis of that? Oh, never mind. They don't need to know. But it's that we all like treat each other poorly. That's all it was. It's that it was it was in relation to how we were treating each other. Yes. 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 Um. But wait, what was? And then I remember you you consistently get annoyed with me in hotels because I'm the one that comes down last. That's our most consistent. Yeah, but thing. you were you were about to like reference a fight recently that we've had that I don't think I remember. No, 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 no. That oh, okay. I don't remember we, us have. I don't think it, I think it's been a really long time since we've had a, an argument, or maybe we've just gotten we've just both gotten better at avoiding them. I know. Here's what I want to ask because it's it's just so buried under so much stuff now. Even though it it wasn't that long ago. What? But was but on the subject of traveling, was I good to travel with? Um, you were good to travel with. I think that. I don't have any negative memories of Me traveling with you. I I would say that there was that one moment where we were all traveling together and you were going to get sick on the plane and that, that was not I a good mix. I will never forget. I will never yeah, forget. And, and you, I, you were in the wrong. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was not being, t- I was not being uh, supportive and tolerant. <laughs> Bowen was getting very sick on a plane to Chicago and we were, I don't know why we were circling in the air above the airport. Yeah. I think I think there's there's some 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 like tarmac issue, but we had descended, and then we immediately sort of turned our noses up. The plane sort of turned up again and started circling Chicago and tight turns, tight little circles. And I was getting air air sick. Yeah. Um. And then Matt sort of turned to me and said, "Well, I said stop." She was like, <laughs> "What would you say?" I said, please stop doing that. <laughs> no, you did not say it like that. You were like, stop doing that. I was like, I, I, I believed at the time that I was could have been doing it for attention. No! <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that kind you of thing. You really don't, but I didn't know if you were in a mood or whatever. And also, I'll tell you where it was coming from. It was coming from a real, real real fear thing that no that would was if you were gonna throw up i was gonna throw up yeah that would have been really bad and because like i am not good with that like you know i don't love like any type of gore and so (laughs) when you were gonna vomit and you were being so performative about it i kind of just felt like oh he should just do it or not like this whole like hemming and hawing about whether or not the will they or won't they him and the barf bag i can't they should just consummate this relationship at once and i remember that we that or don't we fought at david sidorov's apartment do you remember Wait, that what? 
Because no. you, you and I were sleeping at David Sidorov's apartment. We were, we were, uh, you were sleeping on the floor. I was sleeping on the couch. Oh, oh, Because we were, oh, we were there oh, for oh, the oh. Chicago Sketch Fest. Yeah, I don't remember fighting, though. No, we, we like, had, like, a, a continuation of that, of the final oh, play. Oh, no, really? Oh, I in, hate in that. In Dave's living room. And I think David just kind of, like, stood by and watched us. And it was kind of sad. I felt bad. And we love you, David. Oh, well, we love you. I, I don't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, yeah, yeah. No, we we've been pretty good. I but I just I have such fond memories of us of us touring. I loved. I mean, I guess the one thing is, do you wish, especially now going in retrospect, do you wish that when we were in all those cities, like we we could have gone out more? Yeah, because I feel like, but we didn't have a chance to for a lot of the cities. No, because you and I both do like our sleep. And the, we, for some reason, were booking that. Well, we had to for scheduling when we were touring, book the flights yeah. so early that there was no yeah. chance to go out. Like, I remember we didn't go out in like um, San Francisco. Like, yeah, we didn't go out in San Francisco. We yeah. didn't go out in like, well, we did go out in Austin. We actually raged in Austin with Joel. We did. We didn't, but we like didn't go out in Seattle. No, didn't, that was such a bummer. Didn't really go out in Portland, and that was so fun. Well, we sort of went out in Portland, and I wish we had been out longer because, you, oh my god, that was a that that night was cuckoo bananas because that there's a guy in Portland that I like, and oh. he was hot. <gasps> Do you, you remember, remember him? You remember? I remember. I remember. Yeah. And I remember we were leaving, and I was like, "Do you think that that guy was interested?" And you were like, "He was yes, touching I was you. Like, he was so into you." Yeah. And I, I remember I was like, "No," because that is that is such a thing. Sometimes I just I just this don't know when someone is is Michaelin. Don't, don't you let, let it go. go. It's I'm very enchanting. I don't know the Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Jared's gonna be like. You didn't know the words to enchanted. to enchanted. We should at least Taylor. do the hook. I was enchanted to meet you. It was an enchanted night. Oh my god! He. Oh, I, some nights I. Some nights I just kick myself. You know. Oh, don't do that. They'll come back. Yeah, but the thing about those misconnections is hell of a masturbation sesh later. I know. Isn't it so fun? You just have, you have so much, there's so much potential there to oh think about. Oh my God. You know what probably was so thrilling? Masturbating as like a chaste Victorian woman who like never knew of such tawdry things. And then when they got like, and they probably were so pent up that when they finally flicked their bean, that was probably mm-hmm. like a fucking horror film in the best way. But I think, I feel like you need to ah! see it. <laughs> probably all the, that. The way your eyes rolled back. Because I was I was picturing myself flicking my bean as like sort of like a you know like chaste Victorian woman. I guess it is really intense. I mean, now it's like I've 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 seen so much and <laughs> porn that I'm just like yeah. I'll, I've seen so it, much porn. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. It, it it feels so by the numbers. Not by the numbers, but it's like I just do it and then it's done. Do you have a favorite star these days? Um, I do. Yeah. Who is it? I f- are you shy I, to say? I guess so. No, say it's his job. I I love I love me. Do you know Cade Maddox? Yes, of course. I feel like he's like he's like this is him peaking. Like this is like the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. He's doing he's doing wonderful things. Okay, what about for you? For me, it's well, I pay for and, so, and some o- and, oh, and some OnlyFans people too. 
Some great OnlyFans folks. There are some great OnlyFans folks out there, but I actually pay for Gay Hoopla. There is this guy, Dustin Hazel, who is very much it. And there's this other guy, Mason, and also this guy, Jaden Marcos, and also... Um, oh my God, you are just... Oh my God, this guy, Bryce Hogan. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff happening on there. There's, I'm sure, I'm sure he might actually appreciate this, but um, there's there's an OnlyFans sort of like cult star right now oh in, in, in Brooklyn. He, his name is his name is Considerate Top. He doesn't show his face. Considerate he's, Top, sort of like Damaged Bottom. There you go. He's Considerate Top. He doesn't show his face. He's Asian, gorgeous. Oh my god! Wears, wears a jade pendant in all of his videos. Um, I'm obsessed with him, and he, I think he's like finding some success in OnlyFans, and he's and 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 I, and I have a, and lovely in real life, but in real life I mean like just like he he's he's a Swifty. So when Folklore came out, wait, how do you know he's a Swifty? Because I didn't know about his OnlyFans until Folklore came out, and then he DM'd me and was just like, "Oh my god, like." this is so exciting and it was like and then like his picture was just like this like insane torso so i was just like who's this person and then stumbled on the OnlyFans, Uh uh-huh and then was just like oh this is what a gorgeous portal into this world and how did you find that he was a swifty because he dm'd me when folklore came out and like was just like isn't this so exciting i might have to cough up the dollars for that one Oh, he's reasonable. He, I think he's like a, a like a seven ninety nine porn and also a Swiftie. I must support. He's one of he my Taylor support. Nation. Taylor, anyway. you know, have you been have you been keeping up with folklore at all? <laughs> the transition from porn to folklore. The way we transitioned from porn the to way folklore. we did that one. Mm. I was talking to someone the other day about how um, it's a lovely album, but you know, I I tweeted from the LC account today because I saw you did. The way you've, you've been doing that, the way that I'm going to say it, and this is actually not an opinion I held before until you and I hung out in LA a few months ago and we just put it on and we didn't skip. But the way reputation mm-hmm. might be the best Taylor yeah. album. Thank you for saying that because so many people out here are erasing reputation. Because I even think 1989 back half, it just the last four songs, I'm like, who cares? You're you're speaking general truth right now. I think if you were to actually look at the last four songs on 1989, you'd take that back a little bit. But I think the sentiment is not incorrect that reputation is a more complete uh, artistic output. This is what I was telling you that night that we listened to it, though. I was like, you know what's special about this album is that there is an actual, like... Like red, it's like okay about like the moods of uh, the, the the way that like you know love is sort of synesthetic. Yes. Um, and I guess uh, speak now is about like fantasy settings. Like you speak up at a mm-hmm. wedding or you you meet a prince at the ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, fearless is just sort of like clean, crisp country, but there's no like messaging. It was, re- I think she was, she was fearless in the way that she was saying how she really feels. You know, that's like, sure, it's basic, totally. very basic, very basic theme. Lover is like so, a little too general, but it's her sort of being more like revisiting her like warmth or, or whatever. And then folklore is just about like solitude or, 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 mm-hmm. or generally speaking, something like that. I believe it's actually more of a concept album than than people are giving it credit for. I think it's I think it's it's really trying I agree. to make contemporary myth happen, and I think it 
Okay, see, that's perfect. That's perfect. And and mm-hmm. this might actually be overvalued over what I think reputation is about, which is holding on to like your own self convictions when there's a shitstorm happening outside of you that's about you. Reputation, I think, is about like aggressively trying to fight for and uphold your narrative, personal and public. And I yes. think it is like it it's and it also sounds like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it matches the, the 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 message, yeah. And it 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 manages to work on so many levels and I think is is so much more than what people give it credit for. Because I think people just think, oh, that's her album where she got a little bit like, um, you know, darker and hip hop and, mm-hmm, and or mm-hmm. used hip hop and got more like, um, bitchy, you know, angsty. Yeah. But I don't look at it like that. I actually look at it like just as valid as Red or 1989 I or agree. Folklore. I, I just think that, um, honestly, I do think it might have something to do with the fact that she is like, um, like she really did grab headlines there for a second and even in not attempting to she was she was just playing with the mm-hmm. media too mm-hmm. much for it to get that real critical right um, love. It, d- it did not get the critical flowers it was too it was too incorporated and ingratiated with the idea of her fame which i think makes people who give music accolades uncomfortable is that yes. she's like yes. also such a capital p pop star um but when she like it makes her quote unquote musician y albums, they love her. And I just think it's kind of bullshit that reputation is not thought of in that same way because it, it is just as good. Blank Space is her most self aware song, but like reputation is her most self aware sort of statement as an artist, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's 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 how I feel. And folklore, you're right, is more like is more sort of American mythical. Like with reputation, at least she gave you like a popper's album. You know what I mean? It's such a great Poppers album. She gave you like a Poppers album in a way that like, you know, we'll see if Adele does. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. if we'll I see bet if, she could. We'll see if I'm curious to see if this Ari album next week is going to be a Poppers album or if it's oh, going to be a, another I, sleepy. I heard that it is a very good. But good in what way? Because it's like, thank you next and and um, sweetener. I think like it, there, there, there was an after sort of effect where we all sort of with distance, we're like, oh, those are actually great albums. I could never say, I could never say how I know this, but I know that Camp Ariana is very happy about it. Okay, okay. And that and that the video is going to be something else. Basically, what I'm asking, is it bops or is it like, like sleepy? Great, love it. That's, that's all I care about. But also... I, I, but I'm sure it's balanced. I'm sure it's like balanced out. Mm-hmm. You might have to think about the way you you think of bops. I also also I don't know much. All I know is that apparently it's really fucking good. Great, I can't and wait. Vid- and and the video is going to be cool. That's really all I know. Um, which is I think good news. <laughs> Great, I love it. I love it. Okay, maybe we end on Ariana. Is that weird? Mm, is she no. really the musician that's dominated this episode? No. I want you Who's to listen to your heart. This no, episode? I knew you'd ask, Bowen. Listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. And in your heart, you will find the answer to the question of who is the musician that has dominated this episode. And only in your heart will that answer lie. <laughs> if is, is, it, is it Taylor? <laughs> in the middle of the night, my dreams. You shall see the things we do. Baby. <laughs> 
Oh my God. I'm going to listen to that album. I put it on today and I was like, this is a really good album. What really song good. are you going to pop the poppers to on that album? I know mine. Dancing with her hands tied. Dancing with her hands tied. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it to dress and absolutely oh, arch my back in the bedroom. Come on. And think about it, hon. Oof, that's really good. That's really good. Just kidding. I'm going to do it to the song. This love can't have nice <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I could, I could, Nate! I could do it that. I could do it that, that track. <laughs> when that- she goes, darling. If you're on poppers, when she goes, darling. Oh my God, your butthole falls off and walks away. <laughs> she says, I'm going on a vacation. <laughs> That's my impression of your butthole. She says, I'm going on a vacation. We got to end. Another grounded <laughs> impression. Another well-lived-in impression. Well, mm-hmm. this has been among <laughs> the more chaotic episodes of Los Culturistas. And it didn't even need a guest. Isn't it funny that we literally were like, it's an academic episode last week. And now this week is like, super lupa. Well, more listen. Like, do a leap, more like super lupa. Dua Lipa, more like Sua Lupa. I feel like, you know, the reaction from last week's episode was mixed. Uh, We love the people who enjoyed our book club and who are reading along with us, but some people really got pretty brazen in the comments and were like, hey, um, this one was a snooze. Like, do not, like, kill that instinct. Honestly, if you have the instinct to, like, (laughs) this, and this only applies to me and Matt, I'm going to say it. (laughs) If you want to say something stupid, say it to my face. No, no, don't even oh. say it to us. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to see it. And this, and you can say it to someone else, but this only applies to me and Matt. We are the sort of moral exceptions to this. Not moral, yeah. but sort of whatever. Or I'm just, if, I'm sick just of remember this. what we said. Remember what we said in the last episode. If you step up, we're oh gonna throw hands. <laughs> See me with them dukes if up. If anyone ever, this is our second episode in a row yes. threatening the audience. If anyone ever comes for Bo and Yang, you better have done a lot of karate in your life because oh I'm coming. My God. I'm coming. You better know how to defend yourself. If anyone comes for Matt Rogers, it, I was would, a blue take, belt. it would take such little effort for me to Ooh. ruin your life. And I'm yeah. not even saying physically. I will. Spiritually. I will, spiritually cellularly security wise will make you feel unsafe about your circumstances in life and that's all i'll say that's all i'll say if you listening right now at home ever come for bowen yang i will send the curses of all the witches of my family and my family is very cursed my family comes from a long line of curses, charms, oh. and spells. <laughs> and I have no qualms, as the witches say, about summoning the powers of my people. The Rogers. <laughs> witches, you've never known. <laughs> if anyone listening... <laughs> It comes for my friend Matt Rogers. <laughs> I will set fire to the rain. To the rain. <laughs> Watch it burn. burn as I touch your face. And I burn. burn and I cry. And I scream. And I tell you. You're dead. Wow, that song kind of sounds like a spell. 
Oh, if you do it like a witch. <laughs> All right, we <laughs> we gotta stop. Bye. We gotta stop. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts